It's Friday, December 11th. Welcome to the Peak Weekly. We're breaking down the most complex Canadian and global business stories and giving you the bullet points you need to stay informed. I'm your host, Brent Shea. I'm recording this on the first night of Hanukkah, so to all of our Jewish listeners, Hag Sameach, I was talking to my co-founder Alex today, and he was telling me that in the Jewish faith, there's a concept of spiritual giving, and one tenet of that is giving the gift of wisdom, and that's exactly what we're going to do to celebrate the Festival of Lights on this podcast. If it's your first time, you should know that the Peak Weekly is all about learning, so here's what you can expect to pick up this week. One, when can you get a vaccine, but really this time? Two, why is the U.S. government suing Facebook? And three, what's going on in the rest of the world? If you're a reader of our daily newsletter, which you should be, subscribe at readthepeak.com. You'll have seen our 12 Days of Peakness campaign. And I'll admit, this is a shameless plug, but this is a campaign to get you to share the gift of the peak with your friends, family, and colleagues. We love writing the newsletter and recording this podcast, but to keep it going, we need to grow. And that's why I'm asking you to talk to three friends about why you love the peak weekly. Tell them why you listen. Tell them how it makes you smarter and keeps you informed. Really tell them anything as long as it gets them to listen. That is our shameless plug over. Now I know what you're waiting for, so let's get right into it. The biggest Canadian global business stories of the week. The wait is over. In anticipation of the biggest event ever since the release of James Cameron's avatar, Health Canada-approved Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine, we are the second country after the UK to do so. And unlike in the UK, which relied on analysis submitted by the company, Health Canada undertook a fully independent review. The approval means that doses can start being administered as soon as they arrive in Canada to anyone over the age of 16. Health Canada is waiting for more data before approving it for minors, but 250,000 of Pfizer's vaccines are on the way to Canada right now, and vaccines should begin as early as next week. But the question on your mind and on my mind too is, when will I get vaccinated? Well, the vaccination of the entire Canadian population is one of the biggest national undertakings ever. And slowly but surely, we're getting more information of how it'll work. Here's what we know. Vaccines will be divided up proportionally among the provinces. So Ontario will get the most, Quebec will get the second most, BC will get the third most, so on and so forth. It's up to each provincial government to distribute the vaccines and decide who gets them first. In most instances, the elderly, over 70 years old, and frontline care workers are the first in line. One issue is that the first batch of vaccines will only be available at one of the 14 delivery sites set up across the country. That means anyone who isn't mobile enough to get to one of these sites will have to wait. Looking forward, the government released projections of when they believe the vaccines will be widely available. As it stands, 3 million Canadians are projected to be vaccinated in Q1 2021. That's January, February, March. April is the earliest the general public will have access to the vaccine, with the entire country projected to be vaccinated by Q3 2021. That means by next year we should be able to celebrate Christmas indoors with our family. I can't wait. While Pfizer's vaccine is the only one approved for use, others are set to receive approval in the coming months, including vaccines by Moderna and AstraZeneca. Canada has ordered millions of both. If other providers can accelerate their manufacturing, Canada could be able to have their population vaccinated earlier than expected. And then what happens once you get vaccinated? Well, in Ontario, the government announced that identification cards could be issued, allowing you to start returning to indoor activities such as seeing a movie at a cinema or eating inside if you can present one of these cards upon entry. We can't help but get excited about the idea that millions of Canadians are about to get vaccinated. And we're oh so closer to returning to normalcy. 
The vaccine is the world's biggest business story, so we've created a vaccine tracker at the top of our daily newsletter to make sure you stay informed on the latest news. To see it, subscribe today at readthepeak.com. Zuck is back at it again. Last week, the United States Federal Trade Commission announced that it's launching a lawsuit against Facebook for violating antitrust rules. For the less legally savvy out there, myself included, here's a refresher on antitrust laws. Antitrust laws are regulations that encourage competition in the economy. They ensure that mergers and acquisitions don't overly concentrate market power. Healthy competition is thought to give consumers lower prices, better quality products, and more choices. So how did Facebook violate antitrust rules? The FTC is accusing Facebook of buying Instagram and WhatsApp to squash competition. Since making these deals, the social media company has flourished, and it's almost near impossible to challenge their dominance. One quick exception to that rule is TikTok, which is the first social app in years to encroach on Facebook's territory. But critics of Facebook argue that TikTok was only able to compete with Facebook because of its parent company, Chinese tech giant ByteDance, who spent hundreds of millions of dollars on Facebook ads to acquire users. If the FTC's case is successful, Facebook will have to unwind their very profitable acquisitions of Instagram and WhatsApp, and the case will set a precedent that could significantly impact how big tech does business. It goes without saying that Facebook denies all the allegations and they're expected to use their deep pockets to launch a significant legal defense. One of the big challenges for the FTC is that officials at their agencies signed off on both the acquisitions during the Obama administration. But the FTC got attorney generals in 47 states to sign on to the case, which is rare. A similar case against Google only received sign-off in 23 states, so prosecutors clearly feel they have a strong case to make. But win or lose, antitrust cases like these are part of a bigger trend. Legislators, and the general public for that matter, are increasingly skeptical of big tech. And governments are taking notice. As mentioned before, the FTC is pursuing another antitrust case against Google for using search to block out competition, and the European Commission is pursuing their own action against Facebook, Google, and Apple. That's why the Peak's going to make a prediction. 2021 is going to be the year of antitrust, with regulators around the world looking to launch legal action against big tech in an attempt to rein them in. This is definitely something to watch and will significantly affect the valuation of these companies that have gone without regulation since their inception. You know you can count on The Peak to be your go-to source for the biggest business and tech stories in Canada and around the world. So every once in a while, we like to take a few minutes to check in on what the big stories are outside of North America. And we're going to start with Brexit. Believe it or not, Brexit is still a thing. Negotiations between the EU and the UK are like an episode of Deal or No Deal without the charming presence of Canadian host Howie Mandel. UK PM Boris Johnson and EU Commissioner Ursula von der Leyen, I had to work on that, are meeting right as we record this podcast to try to settle on a deal for Britain's exit from the European Union. The big issue for both sides are what fair competition looks like between British and European businesses, governance of the deal that they agree on, and fishery rights. The transition period the UK agreed to earlier this year is set to end on December 31st. If no deal is established until then, the EU will hard exit from Europe. This could impact border crossings, food and medical supply chains, and cause severe economic damage to both the European Union and the UK economy. And PM Johnson is warning Britons that there is a strong chance that the UK may leave the EU without a deal, but he also said the negotiations are ongoing and it's too early to call it quits yet. This is definitely one to watch and will have huge repercussions for not only the European Union and Britain, but around the world. 
Next, we're going around the world. We're going to India. In India, millions of farmers are protesting new laws introduced by Prime Minister Narendra Modi's government, which allow farmers to deal directly with corporations and private buyers, rather than what has been the existing policy of dealing only with the Indian government. Proponents of the law argue that the changes will give farmers more freedom over their crops, but farmers are concerned that the new laws will drive down their prices and make them vulnerable to exploitation by multinational corporations. They also argue that the government did not undertake enough consultation prior to the introduction of the law. Agriculture is the biggest industry in India, and it's expected that farmers in the Indian state of Punjab will be the most affected by the legislation. And Indian farmers are not happy about any of this. They've taken to the streets, blocking highways and rail lines in the Indian capital of New Delhi. And you know what? It's actually working. Representatives of the farmers are set to meet with officials over the next week. Now, just to tie this back to Canada for a second, our country is home to 1.3 million Canadians of Indian descent, and many are still deeply connected to their homeland. Last week, Indian Canadians held protests in cities across the country, showing solidarity with the farmers. That's our global wrap-up, and as always, we'll feature these stories and many more in the Peaks Daily Newsletter. Before we go, we love to give a quick shout-out to an innovative Canadian success story. This week, we are featuring a really cool Canadian startup called Calsa. Calsa is an app that helps friends and family grow their money together for things like trips, weddings, the down payment on a home, and even retirement. They make it easy for you to create, share, and track financial goals with the people you care about the most. You can even chat and send money natively within the app. And guess what? They're participating in the Peak's pitch competition. So if you like what you just heard, go vote for them at readthepeak.com slash pitches. And that is all for this week's edition of the Peak Weekly. Make sure you subscribe and leave a review. We go through every one and appreciate every one of you that does leave a review for us. For more Peak, you can get our free morning newsletter by subscribing at readthepeak.com. It's informative, witty, and it's everything you need to know to start your day. 